BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie Murphy, and I'm your host. And I'm so happy that you have decided to join me on another Bad Monday. I don't know if Bad Monday is sticking. I don't know. I thought of that, and I was like so excited about saying it. And I, I, I haven't heard any feedback, positive or negative, but I like it, so I'm keeping it. I'm calling Mondays where new episodes come out Bad Mondays. Uh, shout out to whoever, who's ever, whoever's husband. I just had to kick out of the podcasting room at the office where I record. I record at this this external studio sometimes and somebody was in here and I had to kick him out because I need the microphone. And then he came out and he was like, my wife listens to the podcast. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Tell her that I had to kick you out to use the podcast room. <laughs> so I thought I would give a shout out just to be fair. Uh, today's episode is just kind of a, it's a random assortment of a lot of things. I have a little note in my phone that I I keep a list of things that bother me throughout the week, uh, things that I want to tell you guys. Maybe, I mean, there's even an invention that I thought of. And I've done episodes like this before, and we've called them broad thoughts, which is a great a great term. A lot of you guys call them stoner thoughts uh, because you're naughty. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, basically just random things that I hated throughout the week that I think that they're worth discussing. And then at the end of the episode... I will be reading some submissions of bad dates. Here's the thing, guys. I was going to have a lot of bad dates for you guys. I was going to go. I was going to put myself out there. I was going to really sacrifice myself and meet a whole bunch of weirdos. And then, you know, life happened and I fell in love. And now I don't go on any bad dates, which is unfortunate for you and the content, but great for me. So you guys will have to keep keep supplying the bad dates content for me, but I will be reading some of those. I, for some reason, got a big wave of them. They're one of those, the bad dates is one of those topics that's always in my Instagram bio. So people just submit them as they get them. It's not like you have to wait for me to post it. So yeah, we'll read those at the end. But until then, I would like to go over a few things that I hate. I have no announcements. I'm trying to think, do I have anything to announce to you guys? Anything at all? Nope. It's always just, if you want extra episodes, join the Patreon. Uh, okay. Here we go on my list of things I hate. The first thing that I hate this week. Well, I've hated this for a while, and I don't know why we've never brought it up. Beach wave tutorials on Instagram and TikTok. I see so many of these, so many beach wave tutorials. I always want to comment and just say, listen, ladies, 
If you haven't gotten it by now, give up. There's hope is lost. If you have watched this many beach wave tutorials and you guys know the, the beach waves that I'm talking about where you curl it up and then you flip the curling iron underneath and then you roll it back up and then you flip it underneath. You guys, if, if you, if you haven't gotten there, it's time to move on, you know, curl, do, do the leggings curls, do your natural wave. The beach waves are not in the cards for you. If it's 2023 and there's this many beach wave tutorials and it's not working. And I'm saying this as somebody who has literally never given up something like that when it doesn't work. Like I I don't really ever curl my hair, but if I was a, if I was the type of person who curled my hair, I know for a fact that I would watch dozens of beach wave tutorials. I would never get it right. And then I would continue to try to do it. This is how I feel about basically everything that I do, mainly like eyeshadow. It's, it's, it's not in the cards for me. Okay. It's not working. I've watched thousands of tutorials. I look bad with it on. It's just not, it's not going to work yet. I continue to try. So please don't take it personally that I'm telling you to give up on your beach wave dreams. Just know that I'm giving myself this advice. Also, there was something else, just basically anything. I, I have a really bad habit, you guys. And let me tell you what that habit is. That habit is DIY. I think that I can DIY basically anything. Guess how many things I have successfully DIY'd? Zero. I would, I would, I would venture to say that I have, I have completed zero tasks successfully that I really thought I could. If it has to do with like dyeing my own hair, cutting my own hair, cutting my clothes, stitching things up, like any of those things, like fixing something at my house. If I, if I even get an intrusive thought of like, no, you could figure that out on your own. I will try to do it and I will ruin it. You guys already know the story of my wedding dress. I chopped it in half like four days before my wedding because I thought that I could sew on a better skirt. Guess how many times I had sewn in my life before that moment? Probably once when I took a 4-H class when I was like 11 and I made pants out of towels. That was the last time that I ever sewed anything. But for some reason, the little voice in my head that says give up doesn't, it's not there. I don't either don't hear it or I don't have one. Because by now, at 30 years old, I should know that doing things at home, like literally today, I need to go get my hair trimmed so, so, so bad. And like all night last night, I was like, I could do it. I've got kitchen scissors. I've got a brush. I could do it. I could trim my hair. Luckily, I fell asleep before I could grab the shears. I was I was really close, though. But no, I, I will be I will be going to a professional. But that's the rare case that I actually follow through on having somebody else who's better trained do it for me. So beach wave tutorials. I don't think we need any more. We've completed every, every single type, every single one we've ever seen. And if it's not working for you, if you can't figure out the beach wave, maybe give up. Okay. The next thing I hate, I hate, uh, this, this sentence that people open a lot of their videos with, which is why is nobody talking about like, Every single time I've watched a video that starts with that, they follow up with a sentence that literally everyone is talking about. Like, I've never genuinely heard somebody say, why is nobody talking about this? And it's actually a topic that's that's not being talked about. I am absolutely sure that I've said this before, by the way. Like, again, whenever I give these little lists, I'm usually including myself in like every single one. But every time, yeah, every time I see somebody say, yeah, why is nobody talking about this? I want to comment and be like, I don't know who you're hanging out with or like if you just live under Patrick Starr's rock, but 
everybody is talking about this. Like I've I've especially seen that a lot this last these last couple of days. I'm recording this early, so I'm recording this episode on May 30th. It's a Tuesday, so the finale of Succession just came out like two days ago. I've seen so many videos of people being like, "Why is nobody talking about this thing that happened in Succession?" And I want to be like, I've seen 40 videos on it, like right before this. Like everybody, if if it's in the public eye, there is discourse being had about it on the internet. So I don't know why anybody says that, but let's take a moment actually and talk about succession. It's these will be spoilers. So also somebody got uh, succession and severance mixed up. So just, you know, if you watch severance, I'm not going to be talking about that. This is succession. Yeah. So we just finished the, the whole series. It was the last episode of the last season, which I like when shows do. First of all, I love a limited series. Like, I think that a two, three season max really quality show is always going to be better than like, I mean, I don't know, anything beyond that. I feel like every single show that continues on after their kind of peak usually just drops off. And then I don't know. I, n- I never watched Walking Dead, but I know people feel that way about, about Walking Dead. I feel that way about Game of Thrones. I mean, the worst ending, the the biggest fumble in TV history is Game of Thrones and my my favorite ending up until the end of Succession, my favorite TV show and the ending was Breaking Bad. That was always my favorite. They did five seasons and I think they split their fifth season into two parts. So it was like kind of six seasons. But I thought that that was great. It was like super well done, high quality, great characters, great dialogue, great storyline. End of five seasons, perfect. And I like that that's what Succession did because I feel like had they kept going, it wouldn't go down in history as like the best TV show of all time. And I think that Succession might be if not the best, one of the best TV shows of all time. I loved how it ended. And when you say you loved how it ended about Succession, it does not mean you feel good, okay? You don't leave the finale feeling happy. You don't feel like, <laughs> you don't feel like all of these people are going on to live great lives. Like the purpose of Succession is, I mean, you're kind of watching like the, I mean, the the effects of abuse and trauma within family systems, uh, you like get a peek behind the curtain of like how billionaires live and how like I know that people say it's not based on a real family, but it obviously is based on a lot of aspects. I actually read something that one of the so Rupert Murdoch. Oh, gosh, I should fact check this before I say it before everybody yells at me. Okay, yeah, Rupert Murdoch, who owns Fox News and like a bunch a bunch of other media conglomerates probably. People say that it's based on that family. And there were rumors that one of the children of the family were actually leaking things to the succession writers. And then they, I, don't, I don't really know what happened. I just like I was looking at something. I'm pretty sure it was on Snapchat News. So I can't imagine that it's super accurate, but I believe it. Okay, I choose to believe. So Anyway, you're kind of seeing like this this peek behind the curtain of how billionaires live and exist and kind of what their day to day is. And all oh, the succession writers just get everything right. They get everything right. Every detail, everything, every character is wearing, everything they say, everything they do. It's just it's the most meticulously written show I've ever seen. And I got to say, the Internet is at its peak after an episode of Succession, because I feel like I'm pretty observant, like when I'm watching it and I'm like, OK, that character is doing that. That obviously like I try to be kind of aware the Internet blows all of my observations out of the water. People are way smarter than me. And I just like TikTok these last couple of days post succession has been incredible. So 
Anyway, I loved how Succession ended. Felt really horrible. Like I felt icky and it just, it still was right. And the the other thing about Succession, sorry, I'm trying to do this kind of without spoilers, but the other thing about, especially the finale episode, they get you riding such a high. You're like watching these characters who you know are terrible people. Like, you know, the majority of them are terrible people. First of all, they're all billionaires who are just, I mean, in order to make it in the way that they do, you kind of just got to kind of got to, you kind of have to ruin lives. So all these people have ruined lives in one way or another. They're spoiled brats. They're just, they're terrible people. But you see these kids in these situations where they become like, like when they're around each other, they just go back to being like little kids again. And there's these scenes in this finale where they're like trying to figure out, you know, this deal, these huge business deals. And then they're all hanging out in the kitchen, like making a gross drink in a blender, putting all these ingredients in and they're laughing and they're like, they're like these little kids they are just these traumatized kids who never grew up. And it's just, I don't know. It's very, it's very interesting. And then at the end of the episode, I mean, you just feel like shit and it's, they really drop you off. Anyway, there's my little succession spiel. If you haven't watched it, I, I mean, I don't know if it's too late to get on the bandwagon, but give it a shot because it is it is the best. OK. Next thing that I hate. J.C. Marie Smith, our queen, uh, made a video about this. And this is an Internet behavior. Again, I'm pretty sure all of these are. But this is an Internet behavior that she made a video about. And it's called Whataboutism. And she's talking about how like anything that you post on the Internet, you will always have people giving you feedback that say like, well, what about blank? And I talked about this a little bit because I I posted like a list that somebody put in the Facebook group of like how to get out of a funk, like how to re rejuvenate your day, how to feel like you're in your sleigh era. And I posted out my Instagram story and I had so many people that were like, well, what about people who have kids and can't do this? Well, what about people who this? What about people who this? It's like. Where has our ability to say, that's not for me. I can just move on. Where, where's that? Like I saw a chocolate chip cookie recipe and it used white chocolate chips. And somebody commented on it and said, but I hate, I hate white chocolate chips. Okay. This recipe isn't for you. The internet actually does not exist for you. And so my friend Ash, you guys know, she's been on the podcast. She brought up something really interesting the other day. She said, it's weird because TikTok especially has given people like the audience size of like big celebrities. Like if you have a if you have an episode or an episode a uh, a TikTok go viral. Like say you get an uh oh my gosh I keep wanting to say episode a video that gets ten million views and a million likes and five hundred thousand comments. Like that is celebrity status of observation. Like that is so many people seeing you and seeing your life and you're just a normal person. It gives you the exposure of like a celebrity with absolutely no resources. Cause you think about these people who are huge celebrities and get 10 million views on everything that they do. They have teams, they have like security, they have managers, they have PR people, they have like the relationships with press and paparazzi. They have all of these things, but this is happening to like normal people. So a lot of times people will comment on people's videos like assuming that they deserve the same level of attention or scrutiny or whatever as huge celebrities. But like I, I think about this when I, you know, get negative feedback or when somebody comments something mean on my Instagram or on my TikToks, I always want to be like, I'm not trained for this. Like I am not like I am just here trying to exist. And like I have 
sometimes millions of people on like really popular videos, millions of people criticizing what I'm doing or saying, well, you didn't do this for me specifically. So now you have to redo it. Now you have to apologize because I don't like white chocolate chips. And it's just a very weird system that we have of content creation and its creators and how we communicate with them and how we see them and how we expect them to behave and how we do believe that a lot of those relationships or sorry, I don't even mean I'm, I'm saying relationship because I want to talk about the parasocial relationships that we have with people that we don't know. So it's like because if if somebody were to send me a recipe, if Lucy were to text me a recipe, I would say, hey, I don't really what do you replace uh, the peanuts with in this recipe? And like I would ask that to a friend. But when people commented on videos, it just adds to this this thought of like people really do fabricate these relationships with people online down to the point where they think that the person making the content should cater to them specifically. Very weird, very weird. And I think about it all the time and I hate it. I'm sure I've rambled about that before, but it's weird too. I mean, I don't, I don't have a humongous audience. I don't have like millions upon millions of listeners and followers and people on my ass all the time, but a lot of people do. And a lot of times they're just very normal people. Like, a lot of these mommy bloggers who started off in the early days, I mean, they're just, they were just moms. A lot of them still are. They don't have full teams. They don't have security at their house. They don't have a PR manager. Like <clears throat> it's just very, very interesting how we've twisted those relationships online. This episode of the bad broadcast is brought to you by nuts.com. Do you like snacks? I don't really know why I'm asking you that, because if you are a human person, you probably like snacks. Do you like snacks such as cashews or gummy bears or olives? What about popcorn or taffy or trail mix or sesame sticks or dried fruit? I know you guys probably thought that nuts.com only had nuts. Turns out nuts.com has it all. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, of course, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means there's something for everyone. Nuts.com offers plenty of gluten-free options as well and organic choices and other diet-friendly products. Whether you're looking for something sweet, savory, or just need to stock up on everyday cooking essentials, you're bound to find something you want to try. My current favorites, chocolate-covered gummy bears, the dark chocolate, really liking those, and the dried mango. I do like their trail mix, trail mixes also. You can snack with satisfaction knowing that quality is a top priority at nuts.com. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships, so they reach you deliciously fresh. Since 1929, they've been doing it the old-fashioned way. One taste and you'll know the difference. Right now, nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at nuts.com bad. So go check out all of the delicious options at nuts.com slash bad and receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's nuts.com slash bad. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by ShipStation. I love that we are living in an increasingly automated world. However, there are things that are not automated yet, and I really wish they were, such as like doing laundry or getting gas or going grocery shopping. Wish those things could be automated. However, if you are an e-commerce business owner, shipping is taken care of because ShipStation has it automated and it is no longer a manual task. Save time automating your shipping and returns in the ShipStation dashboard while keeping costs down with industry-leading discounts. You guys know, because I've said it a million times, when I first launched my own store online, 
I used ShipStation. I had no clue how to ship as many things as I was shipping. ShipStation made it very, very easy. ShipStation can automate shipping tasks for orders from every marketplace in one dashboard, whether that's Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. You can manage every order from one simple dashboard. You can print shipping labels, easily compare rates and delivery times to optimize every shipment and automate delivery notifications. And with enterprise solutions that make warehouse optimization easy, ShipStation scales when you do. So spend more time growing your business when you automate shipping tasks with ShipStation. Go to ShipStation.com and use the code BAD today to sign up for your free 60-day trial. Once again, that's ShipStation.com. Go to the little microphone at the top of the page, click it, enter the code BAD, and get a free 60-day trial. All right. Uh, the next thing I hate, you guys, I got to tell you this story about this this comedy show that I went to. So I went to Wise Guys a couple days ago and I saw Andrew Schultz. You guys probably will recognize him. Google him. He's like all over TikTok. He's got a really popular podcast. He's like very, I would say very famous. One of the, one of the most popular like working comedians right now. So I went to see him. He was pretty funny. He was pretty funny. I, I, I lolled a good amount of times. Some of his jokes are not my taste, but I get I get the joke. However, I was in the direct line in my direct line of sight. There was an audience member. And you guys, if I were to type up a summary of the type of person that I hate, this guy would have been it. And it borderline ruined the show for me because I was watching. So a lot of like Andrew Schultz's like they're a little off color. OK, he's got some jokes about women that I don't like. He's got, a, you know, some so like, again, some of them are super funny. He's a great comedian. They're just not my vibe. However, oh, he has like jokes about guns that I don't like, like things like that, that I just I don't vibe with. However, this audience member that I'm staring at, I I feel mean saying this, but I don't know who he is. And I doubt that anybody listening knows who he is. And I'm just going to give a very brief description of him. He had a, a mohawk, not like a fun mohawk, not like a guy who wears leather and is covered in tattoos mohawk, like a very bro-y alpha con mohawk and very tight pants. And he was also a short king. That doesn't mean one good thing or one bad thing. I'm just giving you guys a description. So he's in my line of sight. I'm listening to all these jokes that Andrew Schultz is telling. Some of them, great, we're lolling. He has this one joke about guns. Like I said, I don't like it, okay? I I don't feel comfortable around guns. If they're your thing, fine. I'm not going to argue with them or argue with you about it. I just don't like them. So I look directly at this guy because I'm like, okay, this guy loves guns. Like, I just, I know it. I'm looking at him. He loves guns. I look over. He tells, like, Andrew Schultz is making this joke. Like, it's part of the joke where he says, Nobody talks about the good that guns do. And he's being obviously sarcastic. He goes into this whole spiel about how dumb guns are. So I did like that part. But when he said that, he goes, nobody talks about the good that guns do. This guy, short king, screams, cheers, stands up, fist pumping. He's fist pumping. He's never loved anything more. Anything more than somebody saying, you know, the good, the good that guns can do. And like, I wanted to, I wanted to be like, the joke's not over, dude. You haven't even gotten to the punchline. And then he gets to the punchline and it's like it's kind of anti-gun and he's stone cold. He hates it. He hates the joke now. I'm I'm you guys, I swear on my life, I watched every move this man made, this boy, this boy made. So then Andrew Schultz has a joke about women, about 
uh, unaliving women. I don't know if I'm allowed. I mean, probably am about murdering women. It's not funny. Okay. I don't like it. I don't like the joke at all. I look at our short King. He is laughing so hard. He is screaming, crying, kicking his feet like a little girl. He loved the joke more than I loved anything, more than any accomplishment I've ever made. That short King was happier about Andrew Schultz's joke about murdering women. He he loved it. He was his his friend. How about this? How about this? His friend who was next to him, which I don't know how he was not humiliated. You know, when like guys are like, you know, hanging out and they like start pointing at each other like, oh, bro, that's you. That's you. That's totally you. His friend was doing that to the short king while Andrew Schultz was joking about killing women. He was like pointing. They were they lived for it. They loved it so much. And then this was the weirdest part to me. Okay, he has a bunch of jokes about masturbating and he was he was joking about it. He was talking about his wife doing IVF. And it was this really funny, really long bit, but it was all about, you know, jacking off into the little cup, whatever. This guy was so offended. He was so offended at the masturbation jokes. And I wanted to go out to him afterward and be like, so masturbation was was where your line is. And murdering women is is way before is miles before that. But the minute a guy talks about masturbation, that's when you're like, no, it's not it's not good. It's not good. It's not pure. It's not you know, it's not funny to me. Now we're messing with some serious territory. You start talking about masturbation. That's when I'm not going to laugh. Murdering women is fine. Okay. There's humor in that. But masturbation is not, is not where I, not where I can laugh. Like that was the vibe. And I saw him afterwards and I, I, it took everything. I was already in like the worst mood ever. I was just like bloated, didn't feel good. And the short king walked past me and I, I so desperately wanted to say something to him. I could have destroyed him physically. I promise you. I probably had 80 pounds and 14 inches on this guy. Like it was, it would have been a knockdown, drag out bite. Wait, knock out, drag out, whatever. I could have taken him, but I didn't. And now here I am five days later, still ruminating on this guy. <sighs> Hated him. Hated him so much. Sorry if you guys know him or if you are him. Actually, you know what? I know for a fact he would not listen to this podcast. Like I, I got to say, when I got divorced and I was going to start dating again, I was like, maybe I should leave. Like maybe I should not live here because the kind of typical demographic of guy is like who I, in Utah anyway, is kind of who I roast. Turns out you guys, if, if you're in, in the boat I'm in where you're like, there's nobody who's not in that demographic, like nobody who's like not obsessed with guns and killing women. <laughs> like it seems like those are the only, there's way more guys out there, way more guys out there than you think that do not belong to that demographic. So fear not. Okay. All right. Next thing I hated. You guys know Momofuku, right? Yeah, of course we do. We all love it. We live, laugh, love Momofuku. It's like one of the best, one of the best dining experiences I've ever had in my life. Well, multiple actually, because, uh, there's, uh, there's Momofuku, which I've had in in Vegas and in LA, but then there's also David Chang's other restaurant. I don't know if it's still open, but Major Domo, we we stand David Chang in this house. Okay, he was like the first celebrity chef that I loved. We I would travel to like go find Momofuku and Milk Bar. I just I love him. I think he's great. And he now or Momofuku now sells ramen like in stores. The ramen sucks. 
And I don't know what to do about it because I keep buying it in hopes that it is the best ramen I've ever had because everything else I've ever had from Momofuku is the best thing I have ever put in my mouth. So I keep buying. I buy the soy and scallion. I even tried the spicy one. It's bad. Okay. The regular ramen and cup of noodles are still superior. And I feel cheated by David Chang. I put all my faith in him. I trust him in every restaurant he's ever opened. But the ramen is bad. Same with Milk Bar. Milk Bar's cookies in store, they're 10 million out of 10. The ones that they sell at Target, bad. They big leagued us. They got super famous and they let their ingredients slip. And now I don't know what to do because I was a, I was a Milk Bar Momofuku OG. Like years and years and years and years ago. I still love Christina Tosi, by the way, like that her episode of Chef's Table Pastry, like it's one of the most inspiring episodes I've ever or of anything I've ever seen. Like if I'm in a funk, I go watch Christina Tosi open up Milk Bar. And I just when I see those cookies on the Target shelves, just a little piece of me dies because it's supposed to be the best and it's not. It's the worst. <sighs> so I don't know if somebody can get this message to them. Tell them that I love them. I will never not support them uh, like till the day I die. I will love Christina Tosi and David Chang. I just need some better store-bought options. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's hard to balance how much time we spend on ourselves versus how much time we spend on others, mainly because spending time on others can be very rewarding. It feels very good to help out people in your life. However, when we just give, 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 and we take nothing for ourselves, it is very easy to feel stretched thin and very burned out. It's easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. However, therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. I use so many things that I've learned in therapy over the years in my everyday life. I repeat them in my head. I have them written in my notes. I go over them when I'm going through a hard time. Therapy was helpful when I'm going through things, and it's even more helpful now looking back and moving forward. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That is something that's very hard about therapy is finding a therapist that you click with. So BetterHelp takes the pain out of that. And if you need to switch things around, they make it super convenient. So find more balance in your life with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bad today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bad. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Nutrafol. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? That is 50%, If you're among them, just know that you are not alone and thinning is very normal, but Nutrafol is here to save the day. It helps women address it from within with science-backed supplements. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, and it is clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. From postpartum to menopause and no matter your life stage, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician formulated using drug-free science-backed ingredients, so you get the most reliable results. I have gifted this to friends who are postpartum, and it makes all the difference for that you know, postpartum hair loss. So go to Nutrafol.com and take their hair health wellness quiz. 
You can identify causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering Bad Broadcast listeners $10 off of your first month's subscription and also free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code BAD. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Go to Nutrafol.com, which is spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BAD. One more time, that's Nutrafol.com, promo code BAD. Okay, here's my invention that I thought of this week, you guys. I, you guys know a fun size pack of chips, right? You guys know like the ones that come with like a, a like a lunch or something, just the little ones, like the ones you get at Jersey Mike's with your sandwich. I need that size of greens, okay? I need that of spinach and arugula because every time I buy a bag of spinach and arugula, I need about one, maybe two grabs, like, I don't need a whole bag of either of those things because I'm never making a salad. It's always to go on a sandwich or like a pizza or something. I never, ever, ever need a whole bag. If I could get like a four pack sampler of like romaine lettuce, arugula, spinach, and like, I don't even know what another one is. I can't even think right now. Iceberg. Sure. Like if I could get a four pack of those, it would be so much less wasteful. I would not waste a single leaf because it would be all I need. I did see that like the berry, the berry people, (laughs) big berry started to do like three packs where you can buy like a little bit of uh, raspberries, blueberries, blackberries. And it's just a little sampling of each. Great idea. Need it with greens. Let me talk to big spinach. I think I could sell them on it. Here's a video that I saw this week that I hated. (laughs) This is basically just the the inside of my mind at all times. So I hope it's entertaining for you guys. I saw the worst TikTok I've ever seen. And I kind of honestly, I, I spent a lot of time on TikTok. I, it's embarrassing. My screen time is astronomical and not slowing down anytime soon. But I saw a video that made me so mad. So this lady, this woman opened up a birthday present from her husband and her husband gifted her a 60 pound weighted vest to signify how much weight he had lost like for some reason because it's the weight that he lost it makes it a thousand times worse somehow I would be more accepting of it if it was weight that she had lost if he was like congratulate I don't like it at all I would still be roasting it but for some reason the fact that it was about him and the weight that he had lost it made me so violently angry that this woman had to open up a gift basically of her husband congratulating himself. Like all of the comments, I got to say all of the comments did agree with me. They were like divorce immediately or I hope you, I mean, I just hope that she got another gift and it just brings up a wider topic of like bad gifts from guys. And I, I totally, totally understand that we want guys in our life to know what we want. We want them to go look at our Pinterest boards or we want them to take notes on their phone of what we say we like. And then they go back and they get it for us for, you know, Christmas or our birthdays, which is so amazing. And if you have a man that does that, that's amazing. If you are listening and you're a man, those are both great ways to make sure that you get your girl what you want. I also I'm not completely opposed 
to just telling telling what I want. Like I again, I do not blame women who don't want to do this. If you want your man, if you are very clear about it and you want him to think of it on his own, that's that's totally fine. I'm I'm too selfish and I I'm too materialistic. I want things too bad. I I want the things that I want and I also want to pick them out. Like that's the main thing is that I want to have a little bit of control over what I get because if somebody's going to spend money on me and it's going to be something I hate, it's not worth it. Even if it's like, oh yeah, I knew that you liked those tennis shoes, uh, but I didn't know what color to get you. So I just picked one. No. So thoughtful. I'm so grateful. I love that you thought of it. I love that you listened, but I, I would actually rather you just say, Hey, I want to buy these for you. Which ones do you want? I don't care about the surprise. I really don't. I care about the stuff. I want the right stuff. I don't care if you surprise me with it. <laughs> the fact that a man is thinking about buying me something and then I can decide what it is, that's perfect. If you have a man who literally never, ever, ever thinks about buying you anything or on your birthday, like forgets to get you something, that's a whole other thing. You should not have to remind somebody that you need a gift or that you want a gift. But for me, the re- the reminding, nair, nair, dare I say, the uh, the control over what the gift is. I like that. I'm kind of into that. Okay, just a couple more things of things that I'm hating or a couple more of what, whatever I'm trying to say. A couple more. I hate the sentence. Oh, she tells it like it is. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's what people say about me and it just feels kind of passive aggressive and it feels like it feels like kind of a bless your heart or like a I admire your confidence because when people say like, oh, I just I admire your confidence. It's like, well, why shouldn't I be confident? Like, what is so admirable about me being confident? Like, what are the odds that are stacked against me that I shouldn't be confident about? It's like when you see a girl in a bikini and somebody comments like, love your confidence. Why? Why should she not be confident? You should just say, I admire you and you look amazing. You know, so I just I hate that sentence. Tells it like it is. Oh, here's a follow up from a couple weeks ago. My episode that I did about this is kind of Utah specific, so I'm sorry. But a couple weeks ago, I did an episode all about my favorite things, all the things that I have been loving lately. And I talked about breakfast burritos and I talked about how I don't have any good breakfast burritos around where I live. I got dozens, dozens of messages from you sickos saying I need to go try. I mean, it's called different things in different cities, but like the one that's close to me is called Beto's. Okay, the like late night, uh, like Mexican food drive throughs, you know, said you guys need to get you need to try Beto's breakfast burrito. First of all, Beto's breakfast burritos have only been consumed. Like, I don't think I could eat one. I don't think I could eat one right now. I the last time I ate one, I was like 20 and I had a really healthy, you know, immune system and gut gut health. I don't think I could do one now because those destroy your insides. They're so heavy. They're so dense. They're huge. They are literally the biggest. Like I'm looking at my Stanley cup right now and I'm like, yeah, that's how big a Beto's breakfast burrito is. They will destroy your insides. I would have to be so drunk or so out of it post surgery to 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 eat a Beto's breakfast burrito just because my stomach would be destroyed for days. So for those of you that are wondering why I haven't had a Beto's breakfast I've got to add the this this caveat. They are delicious. <laughs> they are so good, but they will wreck you forever. Okay, and then the last thing I want to say before we talk about some bad dates that you guys have been on, 
I picked a few celebrities that I thought would be cannibals before Army Hammer. Like, like if somebody would have said, hey, there's a celebrity that's a cannibal, I would have picked these three before I heard Army Hammer. Michael Fassbender. I watched a couple of the Alien movies a couple days ago. Both of them, he's a cannibal. He has to be. He's too polished. He's too perfect. He's too robotic. And maybe I'm just thinking this because he literally plays a robot in the Alien movies. But every time I see him on a red carpet, I'm like, you eat people. You definitely, definitely eat people. So he's one of them. Next one is The Weeknd. The Weeknd seems like he eats people. He just seems like a cannibal. I can't explain it. I just, I wouldn't be surprised if some text came out that said he wanted to suck blood or eat toes or something. And the last person is Mr. Beast. Apparently, Mr. Beast is the most famous person in the world and the most famous YouTuber and makes a bajillion, quadrillion dollars every single week. To me, he seems a little bit hungry for humans. He just, I don't know what it is. Something about the dead eyes, the creepy smile, the weird hair. He just seems like he would, you know, get stoned and want to eat a face off. Those are the celebrities that I would pick. Uh, so thank you for entering my brain with me. That feels good to get all of those. You know what feels the most good? Roasting that guy, the Andrew Schultz, Schultz show. I know you guys will understand what I mean. I know you guys will understand why he was the worst and why he ruined my night. So it just feels very relieving to get that off my chest. Okay, now we're going to read some bad dates because let's just keep the hate train rolling and talk about how dumb these dates are that you guys have been on recently. Also, I'm reading these blind because it brings me joy to be as shocked as you guys are. Let's begin with some of the worst dates you guys have submitted to me lately. First up, a few years ago, I met one of the coolest and hottest guys on a group camping trip with my friends that my friends had invited me to. We immediately hit it off and spent the whole night talking, cuddling, and kissing. Oh, first night. Wow. I salute you. We dated for a few months and started really falling in love with each other. About three months into dating, I thought it'd be fun to look at his family history on some Ancestry app. He was driving us to dinner when I logged into his profile and discovered that we were second cousins. We had the same great grandparents and even had been to family gatherings when we were little together. We were shocked and he immediately turned the car around and took me home. I never texted him or saw him again. Weirdest breakup ever because it felt so wrong to be sad but it was very heartbreaking and I felt so disgusted. Wow, that felt good to get off of my chest. Aren't second cousins fine? (laughs) No, I don't think they are. They're definitely not fine. You got to be third or more for sure. Because second cousins, yeah, what is like, let's look up. I mean, nobody, does anybody really know what a second cousin is? So I'm going to look it up. What is a second cousin? Excuse me. It is the child. Your second cousins are the children of your parents' first cousins. Like, well, how did your? I I mean, no, no judgment because there is no way that I know who my second cousins are. But it feels like if I had been dating them for a while, that it would maybe come up, or like maybe my mom would recognize the name or something. You typically share three point one two five percent of your second cousin's DNA. That's too much. That's too much DNA to be sharing with somebody you might, you know, reproduce with. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Next one. Hey, Maddie, I just found your podcast and I have binged the last three years in like two months. Love it. I love that. Also, I can't believe that I've been doing this for three years. I normally do like a yearly anniversary episode and that episode would have been like today. So I guess I got to do that next week. (laughs) 
<laughs> I got to tell you about my terrible date. I met this guy on a dating app, a sexy cowboy type. Anyway, we talked for a few months and finally decided to meet up. He lives in Utah and I live in Idaho. He was driving through Idaho and invited me on a little road trip up to Montana. He told me we were driving up there to get a bull. I thought we were going to pick up a bull for him to bring back to his ranch. Wrong. His idea of a date consisted of sticking a giant dildo looking thing into the bull's butt and shocking it while catching the semen in a plastic bag. I stood there so uncomfortable seeing a bull orgasm while this cowboy seductively calls himself a conception specialist. After the deed was done, he made me look at the spermies in a microscope. He tried to pull me in for a kiss without taking his gloves off. I said no, and then we went to Pizza Hut. I ghosted him after, but it was a long three-hour drive home. Okay, a few. let's go through this point by point. Okay, first, talking on a few months on a dating app seems like a long time. I don't know. I, I'm very inexperienced with apps, but I totally understand like wanting to make sure you know the person, make sure they're safe or whatever. But I'm kind of like in the camp of like, just meet up, definitely meet up somewhere public. Do not invite them over. Do not give them your address. Do not like, do not let them drive you somewhere. Like for sure, meet up at a crowded restaurant. But I say like, I mean, just just do it right away. Get them, get them filed through, you know, then you can catch the vibes. Uh, but anyway, obviously this is different because they lived in different states. Uh, but then your guys' first trip was a road trip. You guys, rule number one, I gave you those dating rules like a year and a half ago. Don't get in the car with a stranger. Bad move. I mean, I'm glad that you're safe physically, but it sounds like emotionally you're pretty scarred. I, I, lo I love animals, okay? Peace and love to animals always. And the people who run farms and ranches, I, I am so impressed by you. I don't want to participate in any of it. And let me tell you the very last thing I want to participate in, collecting bull semen. I could make a list of everything I don't want to do on a, on a ranch or on a farm. <clears throat> and collecting bull semen is for sure, for sure, bottom of the list. Absolutely. Uh, sorry about my coughing, by the way. I should have clarified. I'm not sick, but I think I might have allergies or something. I have no clue. But I cannot stop, uh, cannot stop sounding like I'm dying. I don't know what I'm allergic to. I don't know. Life. Okay. Next one. In the spring of my senior year of high school, I was in a friends with benefits relationship that fizzled once I left for college. Fast forward to the summer after freshman year and we got back in touch. Let's call the guy David. David decided to ask me out on a date to the beach and I agreed. Once we arrived, I followed him on foot to a less visited beach off the main one that included a 20 minute walk around the shore and steep sand hills. The beach in question, though, was beautiful due to the fact that there was a small island close by off the shore. We were the only ones around and figured no one would make the trek over, so we decided to go skinny dipping. We started making out and having fun just being in the water when all of a sudden we hear kids' voices from the other side of the small island. <laughs> yes, that's right. A little boy and girl with their father came and set up for the day at the beach with no intentions of leaving anytime soon. I go into full panic mode as we were fully naked and our clothes and beach towels were on the other side of the island facing where the family was. David seemed to not be as stressed, but after waiting it out for multiple hours, hiding behind the rocks and moving around the island. Oh my gosh, thinking of doing that naked stresses me out. Okay, moving around the island to see if they came near the side we were at, I made David ask the little kids to go grab our suits and towels for us so we could leave. We frantically put them on in the water, which was a nightmare in and of itself. And but we let's see, and I thought we were finally free when the dad notices us. Up until that point, only the kids knew we were there and invited us to go cliff jump jumping on the ones nearby. Really common. It's a really common lake to go cliff jump jumping as 
it's around a canyon. And David had the audacity to say yes instead of letting us get out of that awkward situation. At this point, the sun is going down when David agrees we should head out. We were there for hours and hours. I was so wrinkly from being in the water that long. I couldn't have been walking faster than I did on the 20-minute walk back over to the difficult sand terrain, and I was so thankful to see the car again. To this day, I hope the little kids didn't put the puzzle pieces together. (laughs) But this is definitely the worst date I ever went on, and I never contacted David after this, even though we grew up together. Thankfully, I've never run into him when I go back even to visit family, the panic of being in a body of water, not being able to get out because you're naked and there's children. And if you like get out and you're naked, I'm pretty sure you get like a disorderly conduct ticket. (laughs) That's so bad. Oh, that's so bad. Anything. I mean, she said it was a friends with benefits thing, so it's probably was fine. But like, I don't know. I just I power to everybody who can be that naked in broad daylight. I am not one of them. It's my goal. One day I will be one day I will be that that confident. But like even being naked during the daytime in my own apartment feels terrifying. Okay, Uh, she says this is long, but it's good. It was my 18th birthday and I asked my then boyfriend where we should go eat. He suggested a seafood restaurant, and even though I hate seafood, in order to be a simple little easygoing girlfriend, I eventually agreed. I even told him that I didn't like seafood and I didn't want to go there, but he just pushed until I agreed. Dumb of me, I know. Dumb of him, too. We go with my best friend and her boyfriend. We sit down and start laughing and talking as you do when you're on a double date, and somehow her boyfriend decided it was a good idea to say, I wish you were more like Emily, which is me. That's a fake name I made to tell you the story, by the way, not my real name. And she gets a horrible look on her face and runs to the bathroom. I walk in and she's crying. Of course, her boyfriend was always weirdly flirtatious with me and still is to this day. But he's not even her boyfriend anymore. He's her husband. Yikes. Okay, big yikes. So I'm in the bathroom comforting her and we eventually come back to the table. While they argue, my boyfriend and I are holding our menus next to our faces as to separate us from them. And we are whispering about how crazy what just happened was while they proceed to argue. That is an absolutely batshit thing to say. In front of your girl, like, I mean, to even think, but that's, that's really bad. The rest of the meal was terribly awkward. And on my way home with my boyfriend, I stopped for gas. My card wouldn't work and I started to panic and I pulled around to a different pump and it still wouldn't work. So in complete desperation, I turned to my boyfriend and asked him if I could use his card to fill up my car because I was on empty. He hesitated, sighed, and eventually pulled out his card and said, well, I didn't get you a gift. So I guess this is your gift referring to the gas. So yes, My birthday was a whole nightmare and I never got a real present for him, nor was he planning on getting one for me. Obviously, I wasn't going to even mention the fact that fact. But after the comment he made, I felt so crappy that he didn't even care. So glad we broke up shortly after. As for my best friend, girls, know your worth. Yeah, if you have a man who is telling you to your face in front of your friend that he wishes you were more like your friend, just have a list in your pocket of like men that you wish that they were more like, you know. Like just everybody, their their brothers, their friends, uh, your ex-boyfriends, celebrities, like anybody. Just say, you know, I wish you were more like all of these people. So I guess we both got the short end of the stick. But yeah, giving gas as a gift is crazy. I mean, let's see, you were 18. This was your 18th birthday. Yeah, boys at 18, I can't imagine, are great at gifts. But I did get, okay, so when I was 18, I had my first boyfriend. He was pretty good at gifts, I will say. Like he would get, he'd buy me like necklaces and they were like, they were ugly. They were like Pandora, but whatever. They definitely put effort into them. However, one time he got me, I love the like birthday cake pops from Starbucks. He got me like an eight pack, like one that's like, you know, like he asked the Starbucks lady for like the, like 
packs that they get that they have to put in the thing. So it's like an eight pack. And um, he got them for me and he like sent me a picture and he was like, I got these for you. I got you so many. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so lucky. And then I went over to his house later and uh, I was like, so where are they? Like, where are the thing? And he was like, oh, I forgot that my mom loves them. So she ate them. I was like, OK, all eight. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I was stunned. I was absolutely stunned. That was probably the worst gift I've ever received. Actually, no, 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 no. I have a worse gift that I received. Uh, so I was dating somebody and it was I don't I can't remember if it was my birthday. It was like some special occasion. I don't think it was my birthday. It might have been. No, it wasn't my birthday. It was it was like an anniversary or something. And he was like, I'm so excited to give you your gift. You're going to freak out. You're going to love it so much. Oh, my gosh. I put all this time into it. And so we get in the car and I'm like, can I open it? Like, like I said, I hate surprises. I'm, I'm not trying to like I, I'm not I don't even care if it's wrapped. I just want it. And he was like, the gift is that next time we go somewhere together, we're going to get matching bracelets. And then everywhere we go together after that, we're going to keep getting bracelets so we can collect bracelets together. And I was like, OK, so did you get me a bracelet? Like, is that like the first like step is that like you got me our first matching bracelet he was like no the gift is my idea for everywhere we go together we get a matching bracelet I know I know this sounds like I'm lying I swear on everything this is a true story he said the gift is that I thought of that idea for us I can't believe I forgot about that story and I've never told you guys that okay uh let's do this last one here we go to set the scene, this is my very first high school prom. A really nice boy asked me who I wasn't super close with, but I knew most of his friends pretty well. For our day date, I don't know if that happens in other states, but in Utah, we do like a day date and then you go get ready and then you do the dance. For the day date, we went four wheeling. We rode on the same four wheeler together and I told my friends at one point that he wasn't a great driver and I was very nervous. On our way down the canyon, he drives off the mountain edge. Yes, he drives off the mountain edge. I tumble down the mountain and black out. We weren't wearing helmets. When I come to, I start scaling the mountain edge to get back to the road. I finally get to the top and immediately start bawling. My date didn't, let's see, my date didn't really roll down the mountain. So he was fine. Excuse me. To get back to our trucks, another boy takes me down the mountain and I am immediately confronting my new fear. I'm hysterically crying the whole way down. I end up being taken to the ER and I have a bad concussion. My date's mom comes to the hospital, asks me if I will go to the prom, if I will still go to prom with her son. I didn't how, know how to say no at this point in my life. So I went home and had 30 minutes to get the knots out of my hair from rolling down a mountain. He comes and picks me up and we go to prom. I felt so tired and sick the whole time. And I just wanted to go home. I had cuts all over my back and arms. So everyone at prom kept asking me what happened. And I had to relive it over and over. Relive it? You were living it. You were in the middle of it. It was so awkward and has given me so much anxiety. That is the worst. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. The mom coming to the ER. Is terrifying. Something about boys' moms is very, very scary, especially when you're in high school. I had no greater fear than like my crush's mom, <gasps> like seeing them at football games. Oh, it was so scary. That's horrifying. Yeah, I'm I'm not big onto any like I'll I'll do them. I get them. I get the fun like four wheelers, side by sides, Raptors. I think that's what they're called. Like even like boating stuff, anything with heavy machinery gives me a good amount of anxiety. But I get I get the appeal. I went jet skiing once and I sobbed 
the whole time. I mean, start to finish. I literally got on the jet ski, started crying and didn't cry or didn't stop crying until I got off. I wasn't driving. Otherwise, I wouldn't have even done it. It was terrifying. That's so sad and scary. All right. Those are a few of the bad dates that we have time for today. Remember, you can always submit those in at the link in my bio. Thanks for letting me uh, let me vent today. Today was kind of just a vent sesh. Maybe that's what I'll call the episode. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you for always listening to my ramblings and my unfiltered hatred for short kings who love guns. I love you all so much. I will see you guys next week. I will do an anniversary episode. Three years of the podcast seems insane. Thank you guys for making it making it possible is the word I'm looking for. Uh, have a great week. Remember to be safe and be kind and be hot. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.